we are now on Patreon. If you don't know what Patreon is, it is a platform where you can support your favorite creatives with a monthly pledge that you can change or delete anytime. Our Patreon page will work as a tip jar with one tier that is two euros a month or more if you wish. The money will go towards paying for our podcast hosting fees. In the future, we hope to also create exclusive content for you on Patreon. So, if you enjoy listening to our podcast, consider supporting us on Patreon. And now to today's episode. Hello friends, I'm Mia. And I'm Sasha. And this is the Drawing Club Podcast. Yay! Welcome to another episode. Welcome back. And this is a drawing podcast, as the name suggests. So that means that we're going to be drawing as we talk. And also, please feel free to draw with us. And if you do, we'd love to see what you draw. So please tag us on social media. Uh, We always love seeing your art. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things, looking through all the things that you drew while listening to the episodes. Yeah, definitely. So talking of drawing, Sasha, what what are you drawing today? Well, I was just thinking about how lately I've been only drawing like very simple things on the podcast, like blobs or plants. (laughs) So (laughs) this time I tried to kind of think a bit more about like the composition, make some some proper illustration. But I mean, anyway, the main point is still plants. I can't, I can't um, not do that. Yeah, but I drew this person holding two plants and then some leaves around them. And there is this text, plant love, <laughs> under Aww, it. <laughs> so so I don't know. It looks like some postcard or something. Let's see what comes yeah. out. What Aww, about you? That sounds really cute. Uh, I'm drawing this person and she's wearing a headscarf and she's... Well, there's also plants, obviously. (laughs) She's uh, holding this. Maybe it's like a tulip, but yeah, some kind of flower. And then there's also tulips in the background. Also this very calm (laughs) plant uh, lover person. (laughs) Mm. What are you using? Uh, I'm painting with my watercolors today. What about you? Uh, Well, I'm still in the unpacking process so I still haven't found all of my art supplies but actually I thought I'm gonna draw with the same two pencils again but then last minute I found a box of the rest of my color pencils so yeah (laughs) I'm I'm drawing with color pencils but I'm using some other colors (laughs) not the same ones as last week and also like I'm still figuring out my workspace and my mic setup so now like my mic is pretty close to my paper so you might mm-hmm. hear me doing the pencil drawing i hope it doesn't bother you too much yeah bear with us this is always like a a bit of a challenge <laughs> figuring this stuff out mm-hmm. and especially with your move of course you need to find all new routines for it so <laughs> yeah exactly. okay um uh, Yes, so we should we should do our thing of the week. <laughs> I almost forgot our thing of the week. <laughs> yeah, so do you want to start? Sure. Um, so 
my thing of the week is this podcast that I've really enjoyed listening to. Uh, I only started listening to it yesterday, though, but I, I've i already found it like so valuable and interesting that I just wanted to um, share it with you. Um, it's by this Finnish, um, I guess you could call it like new media. It's called Roskiatytet. Uh, is kind of this group. It's a group of um, women of color who like create new media uh, and media representation. And the podcast is called, uh, it's in Finnish, and it's called Afrosuomen Historia, which basically means like the history of Africans in Finland. It's kind of hard to or like of black people in Finland. It's kind of hard to maybe translate exactly because, uh, and uh, like the whole podcast, like these, all these uh, words and concepts are very like hard to define, <laughs> which was like basically the first episode of the podcast. Uh, but it's been super interesting to hear about how things are in Finland and also about, yeah, this is like about the history so like the second episode for example was about um how finnish people have participated in colonialism which is something we definitely weren't taught in school and was like very eye-opening and yeah i highly recommend this this podcast to anyone who is finnish speaking but i mean i I don't think most of our listeners are but maybe there's there's a way for you to find something in a language you do speak that that you know <laughs> deals with a similar topic uh, I found this like super valuable to learn about already yeah yeah I think uh, like because uh, since there is like a lot of mention of like a lot of different organizations that are like anti-racist mm-hmm. uh, or like deal with education around racism and most of those organizations that are talked about on the, are understandably in the US. But yeah, mm. I think like a lot of us who are in other countries, we can always find some local like anti-racist groups that also do some valuable work. Like for example, uh, yeah. this, this organization in Finland and I'm sure like in all of the countries that you or listeners are, there are some groups that also do work specific to your community yes exactly <laughs> what about you sasha what is uh what do you want to share with the club this week uh well the thing i want to share is kind of a political and i also want to um like give you a warning that i'm gonna talk about homophobia and like homophobic propaganda so also if you don't want to listen or if you don't want to hear about that kind of stuff then feel free to just forward like five minutes but also it's it's a sad but also heartwarming story anyways uh maybe like some of you have heard but uh in my home country in russia there is currently uh like a ref is it called a referendum i'm not even sure what what... uh like when when there is i mean the 
the government is proposing some changes to the constitution mm. and the public is going to vote on whether those changes should be implemented. Uh, so, yes, and like on the 1st of July, there's going to be the vote. And there are like a bunch of different changes. And most of them are about, I mean, I guess a lot of you know that the president, the current president in Russia is a horrible, horrible person. And the people, like most of the people in the government and in the parliament are horrible, horrible people. And the whole political situation is very bad. Uh, and the some of the changes to the constitution are like, that they would mean that the president can, after his uh, term is over, he can still be a president for like another 12 years. Oh my God, yeah. And also like some other things are going to be easier for like people to stay in government and for the president to control who is, who are the people ruling the country and stuff like that. So yeah, but one of the changes that they're also suggesting are like the definition of a marriage because even though like same-sex marriages are still not legal in Russia, there are still like some ways around it. For example, like some people get married elsewhere and officially their marriages should be recognized in Russia. But now they want mm-hmm. to change it to like in the constitution to make the definition of marriage to be between a man and a woman. So I guess in that way they're trying to like prevent in the future of like same-sex marriages becoming legal because that would make it unconstitutional or whatever and oh there God. there was a video sponsored by the government that has been put out on youtube that was kind of like an ad f- for this for people to vote for these changes and i mean yeah, I, I wouldn't even suggest watching that video. It's not actually on YouTube anymore. But anyways, like uh, I'm going to describe this video, but also like it's it's very homophobic. But the, mm. yeah, it's it's a video where they show a like an orphanage and the child is getting prepared to be adopted to a new family. And then his daddy comes and picks him up and he's like really happy. And the people who work in the orphanage are like filming like this story about how this child is getting adopted and then he comes outside with his daddy and he asks where's my mommy and like basically another daddy comes out of the car and the child gets really sad and like the people who are working in the orphanage also get really sad and it's just like it's really 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 bad and then they and then they ask like the question of the video is whether you would choose a future like this for our country. Holy shit. Yes. And and that's how they want us to not vote for, uh, to vote for those changes to the constitution. Anyways, Mm -hmm. uh, the video was even deleted by YouTube, which is good. Mm-hmm. And there has been like a lot of backlash on how like homophobic that is. Anyways, there has been a really, really cool movement on Twitter. A lot of people, a lot of artists like you, friends, <laughs> have made art of that couple with that child or just of other like same sex couples with the child. And the ha- hashtag is like in Russian, it's which means yes, I will choose. 
So like, cause the oh. question of the video was like, would, would you choose a future like this for our country? And people are like, yes, I would. And there are like all these drawings of this couple with like a happy child and these happy daddies. And it's just like, oh. it's so cute. Like how like, how people use their art to like to promote the, I mean, yeah, to promote the other people to go and vote against this. Mm. And and I'm just like in general, it was like so nice to look at all those drawings, and it's yeah, I don't know, it's just so cute, like the the that whole movement, that whole hashtag. That's so beautiful, and like what a like what an amazing way to do activism. Yeah, like. exactly, and like how they actually took that same story, that horrible like horribly shown story that mm. the that the whoever made this video did and they kind of like turned it around they took yeah. those people and they're like no that that is not how i see this family this is how i see this family and like yes. yeah it's amazing and yeah i i thought like i really wanted to share this <laughs> here on the podcast because like we're a drawing podcast and how like these like we're just drawing these little things but also like these drawings can like make a big difference or like say a lot yeah so even though like the whole story is really sad and i i don't know what's gonna like happen after this voting mm. thing but like the way artists have responded has warmed my heart yes mm. yeah that's a that's a beautiful reaction to a bunch of like a pile of shit <laughs> yeah exactly Commercial. <laughs> yes. And also, yes. uh, if any of our listeners are Russian citizens, then please go vote against this horrible thing. I mean, I don't know, like, I don't know if it's going to work and how, like, how this is going to turn out. But I think we should do whatever we can. And even like, even if you are in some other countries, you can vote through like embassies and stuff. Mm. there is this website where you need to register first and like if you don't know how to do it please message me on instagram <laughs> like i'm gonna help you figure out how to vote if you are abroad but let's like let's please vote against this <laughs> all right <laughs> Yes, that was. My <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED talk. And <laughs> yeah, no, that was amazing. I was just like, oh, I wish I could vote, but uh, so I don't know what to say. But yes, please, if you can vote, <laughs> yes, against. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, now on that note, should we move to our topic of today's episode? Yes, let's do it. Go ahead. What are we All right. talking about today? <laughs> So today's topic also came from a couple suggestions from your friends. So uh, I'm going to try to read your Instagram handles and I apologize if I read them incorrectly. But Yannike Illustration asked us to talk about social media and Died Wild said that they would want us to talk about how to come up with ideas and not feel overwhelmed by amazing artists on social media. Mm. So, yeah, thank you very much for these suggestions. These, uh, this is like a very good topic. And yeah, 
that's what we would like to talk about it today. And since like one of the angles to this conversation was about uh, feeling overwhelmed by other people on social media, but also some of you want to, us to talk about social media in general, we thought we could like divide it in these two big parts. So we could talk about like how we use social media to share our art and like what our experiences are about that. But that, then we could also discuss about like how we use social media as like source of information and inspiration and then how we actually handle like the amount of information and ideas that you get from social media and yeah we could share our experiences and strategies around that yes so yeah but yeah let's start kind of with like how we use social media nowadays for for our art and in general yes so i can i can start uh, my main social media is Instagram, which I think it is for a lot of illustrators. I tried Twitter and I do have a Twitter account, but I'm like not active there at all. I mostly just follow things there. And, but I also have a YouTube channel where I every now and then, um, will, um, will upload videos, um, like studio vlogs or something where I share my art process or sometimes they're just more like daily vlogs um, but yeah Instagram is like my most and I kind of consider yeah it's my main social media for my art what about you Sasha what do you use yeah for me I think it's pretty much the same in terms of like Instagram being the main mm -hmm. media I yeah, it's so visual, basically, it's like pretty natural to use it for art. I used yeah. to use Facebook quite a lot to also like as as kind of this information news feed for my brand. Mm -hmm. But then I kind of fell off that I like I had way less reach there. And I don't know, didn't work for me that well even though I kind of want to still post on Facebook because I think I have some followers who are not on Instagram but who are on Facebook like some people who don't have Instagram so I think that could be useful yeah I, I do have a Twitter account I don't use it at all I just yeah. like I never really got I, I do follow some people on Twitter and like once a month I open Twitter to read what's going on <laughs> or maybe even yeah. less I like yeah Twitter is just not my my format at all yeah and yeah I have tried a lot of I mean not a lot of but like some other things before like some I don't even remember the names but there were some like small social media that came out that were also quite visual that then I kind of forgot about like especially when Instagram changed the algorithm from mm. from like this uh what's it called like the chronological timeline yeah. yeah from the chronological feed to this algorithm yeah. based feed a lot of other apps kind of popped out like providing yeah. an alternative and i have tried a couple but yeah i don't ever remember their names anymore and what else i used to be really really active on pinterest 
because oh, that's, that's also cool. like a very visual platform and that was kind of like my inspiration board like I would just um, save a lot of images that I find pretty and also, and organize them I would have like so much fun organizing things into folders and stuff yeah. and I, I would still go sometimes to Pinterest when I want to like find some visual like if I search for something in particular some kind of um visual inspiration especially for like interior or like things like that that are not like illustration and stuff but more like life stuff yeah yeah i definitely use i definitely use pinterest for that kind of stuff like personal life stuff a lot but yeah nowadays i don't really like share my own work there i i used to kind of like have this whole strategy of integrating my own work into all of the stuff that i save from other Mm. people but yeah I haven't been doing that much lately either. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I also realized that I I also have a Facebook uh, page for my company, uh, but I mostly, I think I mostly post like the events I will be selling at. So mostly it's like my, um, the audience of mine that's in Finland, that it's just a way to keep informed that I will be selling at this event here. Mm. (laughs) So I kind of, but I never really update it otherwise, so, yeah. I kind of like that there's, um, that, like, I have Instagram, and that's my main thing, and then that I don't have to, like, I don't know, keep track of five things simultaneously and kind of try to be active in all of them, because that's just way too much, and, yeah, I'm not that organized, no way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think it could be nice to use those features of like posting the same thing on several social yeah, media. Yes. But I don't know, somehow I never got around to even like... Like, I think it's so easy to actually have your... Like, have your Facebook just post the same things you post on Instagram. Mm. But for some reason, I don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, can you tell we're, we're not the most professional social media experts? <laughs> yeah, but you know, you do what works for you. I think it's also valuable that you don't have to like master all the different social medias to maybe Definitely. like, you know. Yeah, but uh, Sasha, do you want to like talk about how like how you started sharing like your work or like your creative work? Or the things you do creatively on Instagram? How did you get started with it? Mm, Well, I think from like the beginning of Instagram, it's been kind of my uh, like, like a creative outlet, even though like, of course, when I just joined Instagram, I didn't really have like my own business or like any kind of um, creative job, but I still shared things that I made a lot like I used to like I don't know crochet things and just like I I always made things with my hands and Mm. I would share them on Instagram so I think for me from the beginning it's been like a place to share my work and like I don't know find like-minded people (laughs) to follow and like yeah. you know share, share share these common interests around but yeah yeah I think it yeah at one point when I 
started learning about like having a creative business, then I kind of realized that social media can be also like an actual promotion strategy. And there are all these, um, like it's, a, it's like a whole science about how you can share things on social media. Mm. And yeah, there was time when I tried to implement all of those or maybe not all of those, but like a lot of this advice and stuff and tried to be like very professional. And I think nowadays I kind of found like a middle ground that now I think my, at least like my Instagram is in one way is like this creative self-expression thing, but also a selling platform. Mm. and I really try to balance somewhere in between like that's where I feel comfortable like I don't want my Instagram to be this very like business page mm, yeah just uh, like look like a brand yeah page. <laughs> but also since I realized that it is like I, I do my work there I also don't want to suddenly to like only post pictures of my coffee even though I have like, n- nothing, nothing against people posting coffee, but uh, but like since I know yeah. that a lot of people who follow me are there, uh, like s- subscribed for a specific reason, like because they like to see a specific type of stuff, or or they want to know what I'm up to, or like something. So then I also kind of, yeah, I try to balance between like sharing my personal, like or like parts of my personal life, but also being somewhat professional and you know <laughs> yeah like, also represent your brand but like yes. in a less less corporate way yes exactly exactly so yeah for me it's like this constant balance like i i always kind of i do look back at like i do kind of plan uh if it, i mean for the past th- I, I think like the past three months don't really count <laughs> when I yeah, talk about I mean, my strategy. Really... No, <laughs> I posted nothing, <laughs> or like I mean, I did post something, but but also like almost nothing. But you know, if you take like normal life, Sasha on Instagram, <laughs> like I usually try to think of like how I want to space out my content. So I talk about my life. I talk about what I'm up to. I show my face but also like show my products and show my products on like other people if it's jewelry and you you know I always kind of try to not go too much in either direction Mm. that's maybe like the main thing I kind of concentrate on but also yeah also posting regularly is like one thing that I'm not perfect at but that's like what I always try for like on my best times I I do post like several times a week or like even at some time I did post every day but also it depends on like the the time in my life I'm in like how much other work I have and also like what my mental health state is so yeah Mm, definitely yeah for me like when I started using Instagram I think like at first I was just using it as like this personal outlet like it was you know selfies and I don't know some other cool things like coffee cups I guess but I I was kind of I came to Instagram kind of from Tumblr so I was kind of using it in a similar way but just like with my own content but kind of more of this slice of life and I didn't have many followers or anything 
And I was like, at that point, I was super scared to show anyone anything creative, <laughs> like any art that I made, for example. So it took me a long time to do that. I think it was only uh, like back in 2016 when I started sharing my art. And even for that, I made a separate art account because I was too afraid to start sh like sharing it with people <laughs> who kind of knew me. <laughs> but um yeah i think it kind of gradually like my i did also like on my account i started sharing more like thought out kind of these more curated feed of this life stuff like i would take like these like i would share some film photographs and i don't know like some kind of poetic self-portraits or plans and stuff and but slowly i started kind of incorporating my art in there and like and it started kind of growing at that point already but then i was sharing more and more with my art and yeah at some point it just flipped that there was like more art content than life content and then it kind of the art just took over and now there's not that much life content at least like on my feed in my stories i still like to share what i'm like up to in my personal life as well but um i'm, I'm kind of I would like to like get the balance a bit more towards where I also share like some life stuff but yeah like you were talking about kind of being aware of why people follow you now that I've um, like I have a lot of followers and I think all of them or pretty much all of them follow me for my art so every time I kind of think about like wanting to post something else it's kind of like uh, I don't know there's like a, uh, yeah, I kind of have to think about it because I'm not sure if people will appreciate it. <laughs> so yeah, I, I definitely think that like, I have to be aware of my audience <laughs> and kind of, of what they expect. But then again, I also don't want that to kind of like narrow my, expression down too much so i don't know yeah it, it's a it's just trying to balance all these things i think yeah so you mentioned that well yeah you mentioned that like posting regularly has been like you found that important and yeah i definitely noticed that like in the beginning when i when i started like growing more and more back then I was posting pretty much every day there might have been a couple of days a week when I didn't and sometimes I would even post like several posts a day and I think I kept that up for like the first two years or something that I was like very consistent but I think uh, especially since I started my own business I think I don't have as much time to draw so I don't always have like things to share or I don't know you know, life is not always like this aesthetically pleasing thing. So I, I'm definitely not like so great at posting uh, like that consistently. But I, I mean, at least, yeah, I, I couldn't do this everyday thing. And I see that some people do and it's, I don't know, it blows my mind how someone can do that. But uh, are there like some other things that you like found that have I don't know like worked or like that have helped you grow your audience or something like that well I like I feel like those things also change all the time because the the, the things that work on Instagram are like they change all the time 
because I think yeah. like the platform and the algorithms evolve all the time and also like trends and things like there's so many things and and I mean I'm not even like I don't really have a very big following like compared to you know Instagrammers or like even compared to you so also mm -hmm. like there are a lot of things I actually don't know like whether they work or not because I'm not yeah. that, that big of an Instagrammer but yeah I think like being um, active like if I comment on other people's posts uh, all the time then that does bring like some following back to mm -hmm. me that has worked a lot and yeah um, being active in stories I think like raises the amount of people active in your feed Mm. Uh, but also like posting things that are kind of like either socially important or somehow like whenever I post about my mental health or about something I feel strongly about it does like yeah if, at least in with my audience it mm -hmm. it does bring a lot more response like people are way more eager to react mm. like I feel than for uh, I think like yeah like my audience seem to like illustration and serious conversations <laughs> <laughs> yeah which is amazing that's what I like so I'm... yeah that's amazing you've like managed to cultivate this community where you know you find the same things important and <laughs> interesting <laughs> yeah so yeah i do like want to kind of have more like conversations on my platform which of course like it does take a lot of time also because i i take my posts very seriously i spend a long time even like on my stories i spend time editing my photos thinking of like the order thinking of what's gonna be there and also my posts and writing my posts and also like I think lately I haven't been very good with it but for a while I also wrote all my posts in two languages like in English mm. and in Russian uh, because a big amount of my following on Instagram is Russian speaking so I wanted to you know <laughs> also yeah. be inclu inclusive of them and it it takes like sometimes if it's like a serious post it takes a long time to write it write the text but then i also need to translate it and that takes a while and then i also need to fit it in <laughs> in the instagram you know word count <laughs> yeah and like if i want to be a perfectionist i actually need to fit both language versions so it's actually like half the amount wow. of letters that like you know that if you write in one language sometimes i add the russian version in like the first comment or something like that mm. but yeah there is like there's yeah there's a lot going into that and like yeah sometimes i'm like yeah maybe this should be my, my job but like of course i don't want to just be like an influencer or whatever because that's also like i mean that's a whole different career mm -hmm. but I feel like if you want to be very, like, at least with what, 
what I have in mind, if I want to be very thorough, it could easily be a whole full-time thing. Yeah. So that's also, yeah, like, definitely. one thing you need to find a balance, kind of, like, okay, how often do I do, like, how much of this, you know, thought through and serious content do I want to post that Instagram doesn't take all of my time? Yeah. But but how do I still stay consistent? So, yeah, it's also, like, a balance of then, you know, yeah. posting art and, and fun everyday life stuff and switching it up with like more serious conversational posts yeah have you noticed yeah. any kind of strategies that work for you yeah i think one of the well first of all like when you mentioned before that you kind of kind of have educated yourself or like research all these different strategies and then you've tried them out and kind of maybe some of them have stuck around and some of them you didn't find so useful I, I never was very I've never been very like structured with my I don't know I haven't had like a strategy <laughs> but uh, yeah there's definitely like some things that I found useful like I think a big um big thing that has helped uh people find my art on Instagram has been like taking part in these challenges like Inktober uh, I've done that for several years and it's always like yeah it, it's always like a lot of fun there's so many people participating and there's a lot of people like following those hashtags and kind of they're interested to see what you know what everyone's creating so those I always feel like um like participating in things like that and now there was this mermaid i mean i didn't participate in this thing but pretty much like every month now there is like some challenge of course some of them are smaller than others but but i think like taking part in a challenge like that that has like a hashtag and everything is like can be super useful and also i mean it's fun in other ways like just uh because they're usually this you kind of draw something every day uh, it's also like a nice challenge because most of the time I don't have time <laughs> time to draw like a, an illustration every day so those are like really nice for that but yeah they definitely like bring me followers and also like I also noticed that I find a lot of new artists that way too yeah how about, uh, like, because, yeah, it's nice to, like, gain your following, but mm -hmm. if you, you, like, if you use Instagram for your business, like, have you noticed what, like, if there are any strategies that bring you sales? Mm. Well, yeah yes so okay well first of all i want to say that like this whole i mean because i recognize it for myself that sometimes i get way too like that i'm just thinking of these numbers <laughs> like way too much because in actuality because of the algorithms that are changing all the time it actually doesn't mean that that many people even see what i post uh, but yeah there are definitely some things that i noticed that 
I don't know, people get excited about um, the things that I uh, make. I think like having these shop updates where you kind of suddenly, <laughs> suddenly come up with a bunch of like new things. Uh, those get people excited and then usually I try to also like before the shop update maybe I'll announce that there's gonna be one and I'll maybe share some in progress uh, like photos of something like some of the new products in advance I'm not like I never have a strategy so sometimes I do this and sometimes I'm kind of like whoops I have everything for a shop ready for a shop update I guess I'm gonna just update my shop now so uh, yeah but I think like if there are like if I show new things like a bit, little bit at a time I like I can see that people get up like excited about them and they're like oh my god I can't wait to get that I mean of course not all of those people necessarily will buy them when you know when they are available but I think like uh, yeah I think people I've noticed that when there's new things that I put in my shop and I kind of show all these new things it's like yeah people are more likely to go in my shop and get those new things and sometimes they don't even get those new things but they get some of the older things but I think it's just like I don't know gets them excited about, about my art again or something uh, and sometimes when I do that I also have sales which I of course like communicate those through Instagram as well um, but yeah, I think like sharing new products is a big one. And then also, yeah, yeah, like sharing the progress behind them. Like a lot of the times I might take, like share photos of when I'm assembling my jewelry or something like that. Yeah. Have you noticed any like strategies that work for, for that, for people to? buy from your shop mm, yeah I'm not sure I would say because for me for example like social media is not a primary selling channel mm -hmm. so in general like I sell more mm, like in um, in like face-to-face -face event okay maybe yeah, I mean, some in the events, but mostly like on through my retailers. That's like my main selling channel. Mm -hmm. But yeah, definitely like just the more I noticed, I even read it somewhere that the the customers like in, in general, like your customers would need to see the same thing like on average 10 times before they decide to buy it. So I think mm. like showing things over and over again is like a good thing. Mm. And with some products, I notice like every time I show them some sales coming. Like for example, I say like, okay, I do, I make these portraits and like I talk about these portraits and some people will order portraits on that same day. Yeah. And, and then I kind of assume that, okay, now my whole audience knows about these portraits. And mm. they might, they might, but still some of them might have 
seen it and thought like, oh, that would be cool, but then kind of, you know, not act on it right away. So like if, if after a month I post again, like, okay, I'm my portrait commissions are open or whatever, then someone else will message. And it's like, you need to remind your people about things that you have for sale because people who follow you follow a lot of other people. And also mm. they have a lot of other stuff happening in their life. So they're not yeah. like <laughs> constantly thinking about your products, even if they like them very much. So yes. you might have posted about something and they really liked it, but then a lot of other things have happened since then. <laughs> so it's good to remind people about your stuff. I felt yeah. really bad about it before. I would be like, I don't know. I think I annoy people by just telling them, I have this thing for sale. I have this thing for sale. But actually, you see your Instagram as like something really big. But other people who follow you, they might really like what you post. But also that's like a very small part of their life. So yes. yeah, they don't treat it as seriously as you do. So I think it's fine to like, post the same thing again and again I mean don't post the exactly the same thing of course you can like you know you can take di different photos of your products and then post those <laughs> like post one photo and uh, after a while post a different photo but I mean like you can talk about the same product again and again and it's I mean unless you talk about it 10 times a day every day <laughs> that, that might be too much but like if you talk about it every now and then it's not gonna annoy people because I mean, first of all, people understand that you, this is your work and you're there to sell your stuff. And yeah. also, like, people like to be reminded about things they like. And if they don't want to buy it, they, they probably still like looking at it because they followed you. So they like your aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. That you just have to keep sharing your stuff, which, yeah, it, it feels kind of scary. <laughs> But I actually noticed that because uh, I've made like a couple of products that have that have been like more of uh, I've made them like available for pre-order because they have been like a product that I've had to like put more money up front. So there's been like more of a risk. So with those, I've tried to be more strategic in that I've like actually also included people in kind of the decision making processes like I've asked for ideas like oh I want to make a t-shirt or I want to make a tote bag these are the two things that I've kind of uh, been asking like people's like my followers input in so I've asked about like which subject matters would be interesting or then when I'm done with the illustration I ask like which colorways are like would be nice I have I've like made polls and sometimes I've asked for like input through messages. And I think like, and that has been like more of an ongoing thing, like during maybe like a few weeks even. So I kind of share that, oh, I'm working on this thing and I'm trying to decide these things and I need your input. So I think those have worked really well, actually. And I think people want to be like, I think a lot of people like to be included somehow in the process. Yeah, and social media is like perfect for those kind of things. Because yeah. you also like you put your products in like you put your products in shops, but like, you know, you can't really do that in like with a retailer, but on social media that's like a perfect place to actually interact with your audience and do things together. Yeah. 
yes definitely yeah okay i i was wondering like because you were talking about like some pressure to like uh about like things you post and uh, um you know like posting things that people expect and like pressure about what you think audience expect from you and i guess there's also like pressure to like position yourself in a certain way in front of yeah. the audience but like i i have this fun question uh how do you think like real life mia is different from instagram mia oh <laughs> nice okay yeah i think well something that i think of immediately is i think like in real life i am i'm very silly <laughs> like i'm a really silly person and i'm well i don't know if i can say that i'm funny but i mean i laugh a lot <laughs> And my own jokes and everything also like at other people's jokes but but yeah i think i'm way more like silly and kind of um i don't know like animated person and i think like some of it maybe comes through a bit more on this podcast for example because i'm talking to you and we are good friends and i'm like a bit more loose than if i'm talking just to a camera like mm. for example in my stories or something so definitely that is like a big part of my personality that I don't think comes across very much and hmm what else do you have like a big I mean I'm sure there are like other things that because the, there is such it's a, such a narrow kind of thing that I, I think we show at least that I show like on Instagram because I, I show what I create and I show I do show my personality, but it's such in such a kind of this, it's still in this creative person context that a lot of like the other sides of my personality kind of don't really show that much. I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way. Well, first of all, yeah, the silly thing. I also like. I yeah I like doing silly things and saying silly things and like I don't know dancing in my home like doing funny yes. dance or doing funny voices and stuff like that and I never really do that on Instagram and I actually like wish I did like I wish I was that person who wasn't scared to do that because I really appreciate people being silly also on social media and I'm always yes. like how do they do that because I'm like because I'm also like a very self-aware person and very like you know I, I think Instagram Sasha is the same person as like if you meet me for the first time like it's kind of like I talk to people I don't really know so I'm very like reserved and I don't show my like silly funny side because I don't know yet if these people will understand that or like whatever or like I, I don't even feel like comfortable enough to that's do such that. a good analogy that's like perfect way to put it yeah <laughs> I, I yeah I that's good I feel that too <laughs> yeah but also it definitely like visually it's very curated and mm. also sometimes I like I do feel like maybe it actually doesn't matter if I showed like a part of my apartment that is messy or a part of my apartment mm. that doesn't have pretty lighting or like something that is not perfect yet but I'm always kind of like I only want to show things that I'm proud of visually 
and of course not my like I'm not proud of every aspect of my life visually so and I mean I'm sure like I don't think there's anything bad about it I'm think I think it's like totally fine to like curate things Mm-hmm. And make this because, like, yeah, my Instagram feed is also like a, it's also a way I express myself creatively. I like to, like to put all those pretty things together, and those things are from my life, so those are not like, you know, <laughs> some random things. So yes. they are like truly what happens to me, but also only those things that happen to me that visually fit this atmosphere that I'm trying to show others and yeah, yeah. I like I, I think that's totally fine but also sometimes I'm like I could be a bit more like a bit more vulnerable I could show some things that are not so perfect because also I'm a bit worried if like if I if it puts pressure on others because they think that my life looks like what my Instagram looks like but like yeah those of you who listen and who follow me on instagram my life doesn't look the way my instagram looks some things in my like those things on my instagram are from my life so (laughs) parts of my life do look like this but also like there are a lot of imperfect things in my life that are not on instagram because i don't know those i don't feel like sharing yeah that's such a good and like distinction and again i really (laughs) Yeah, like, I feel that, too. I can totally relate to that. Yes. Yeah. But, like, do you feel, like, shame around not sharing, like, things that are not perfect enough to share? Or do you think it's, like, totally fine if if you want to curate things and you want to share only pretty things? Like, do you feel it's fine? Or do you think we need to be more honest on Instagram? Yeah, that's tough. I mean... Like, I'm not sure if I can, like, talk in a broad way, like, you know, that people should, (laughs) I don't know, like, in general, like, not only share the pretty size, but I think at least personally, I mean, I I would find that refreshing. I would find that, like, a positive thing, I think, personally, but I understand that people have different reasons, like, not to not do that. But for me personally, like, I... Yeah, I definitely don't want to try and appear perfect. Like, that's not that's not the reasoning behind why I maybe don't share as much of my imperfections. I don't know. I mean, I feel like I do, but I think it's mostly in stories because they feel more casual to do, to, like, share, I don't know, like, my insecurities or if I'm feeling like a... or if I'm having, like, a bad mental health day or something like that. But I, like, I think for me, at least, I would like to be more open and be more vulnerable. But it's so, like, I don't know, it's so funny, like, about this being silly. At some point, like, earlier this year, I was even thinking if I should make a TikTok and not tell, like, anyone, like, that follows me on Instagram, for example, where I could just do, like, silly jokes. Like, (laughs) just these, like... (laughs) totally silly jokes (laughs) cuz I I never like I don't do that anywhere online (laughs) but I was kind of thinking like it would be so funny to it would be so fun and funny to have like this place where I I would be anonymous in a way there (laughs) 
<laughs> and I don't know, there would be no pressure. Like, no one kind of would actually know me. So it wouldn't matter if I was doing all this embarrassing <laughs> stuff there. But I don't know why, why I can't do that on my Instagram. I think a big part, though, is that because it's my job. Yeah. That it kind of feels like some things don't mix with that so well. Or, like, it, I don't know. Like, if I talk about oh, I'm so clumsy, or I don't know, like, share some things like this, then someone might think, oh, but she makes these products. What if there's, you know, what if I buy them and she's been clumsy and, you know, I don't know, like, like somehow that it reflects badly on how professional I am or something or mm-hmm. how good I am at my job if I share these things that I, like, struggle with or... Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. But also, like, there are plenty of people who do that, and they're still very professional, and they sell their stuff, and that's just part of their, like, online personality. And, yeah. and, and, they, and like, people follow them and buy from them because they love their personality, and... Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, I... I mean, you know Tara Booth? But she she's this illustrator who, like, makes comics about all these, like, kind of things that like about her own life but all these like embarrassing situations and I think it's like a way for her to kind of deal with all those things that have happened with her and like she constantly shows like these embarrassing things or how she like way she is imperfect quote-unquote and yeah like that's like I love it and so like so many people love it and want to support her work and everything so so it's like a yeah like (laughs) It doesn't mean that people are going to be like, oh, what the what the hell is going on? I'm, I'm not going to want to support this person if they're not like perfect or something. Yeah, but exactly. It's, it's very scary, even though I don't strive for perfection, but kind of knowing where to draw that line or where to kind of, I don't know. Because I do feel that I don't want to share everything about my life, of course. Like, I want to keep some things private. Yeah. But then it's... Sometimes it's hard to know, like, yeah, where to draw that line and why. <laughs> I don't no. know. This is so confusing. <laughs> okay. Uh, we, like, we're almost at an hour, but <laughs> we still haven't moved to our second half of the conversation. I think I have a theory, like, lately with our po- podcast episodes have been, like, getting longer and longer I think because like we are isolating and we don't see each other this is is when we chat so we go into our like regular chat and and, we drop it on all of your friends this is us not having seen each other for way too long and talking for way too long but anyways let's briefly uh, talk about uh, how we use social media like to gain inspiration and how do we not get overwhelmed and you know like unmotivated because everyone's art is so amazing we could never like you know like how you sometimes feel like you can't really contribute anything anymore because everybody is just so amazing like Mm. do you do you have that and like how do you deal with that yes 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 i have it um i yeah, like a lot of the time, I, I love seeing people's art on Instagram. I follow a lot of artists and you, like most of the time I feel like I feel inspired by like seeing their work. But yeah, yeah, sometimes 
sometimes it makes me feel bad about my own work which is so like it's very natural but also i like it's very annoying that it happens like comparing myself to others is like the like one of <laughs> one of the most annoying things because because i feel like everyone is doing their thing like you can't really compare art in i don't know in the same way that you compare i don't know I don't know how to like articulate it, but yes, definitely. I feel that and sometimes like and if I do, I kind of know that I have to get off social media now that now it's not like doing me any good. But then I kind of it doesn't really get to me more than like in those moments because at the same time I also know that not everyone has to draw everything. Not everyone has to create, you know, all the things or you know portray everything in their art and like like for example one big thing for me personally that I can get like start feeling down about my art is when I see people drawing um for example like I don't know like some ski scenes where there are like several characters and there is a background and this thing because that's something that I struggle with drawing and I'm a bit scared of drawing and then I kind of get this oh but I just draw these portraits it's just there's a person there might be some plants but there's like that's it that's what I have to offer and these other people can tell these like stories with just one illustration but then and I mean some of it might be valid for me because I would like to extend my artistic expression. So, th I mean, that's fine. But feeling bad about it doesn't really help with that. But what I kind of try to do in those situations that I feel about how my art is somehow, I don't know, like not good enough. I, I kind of maybe think about or look at some of those artists who I follow who actually have like a very narrow kind of thing that they draw all over and over again and I enjoy it every time regardless like I think that's one big thing where I get like insecurity and it kind of helps to remind myself like oh but not everyone has to create everything like art can be enjoyable even if it's like on this very narrow <laughs> subject matter or whatever <laughs> so that's like a specific example that I I kind of feel do, do you have like a or yeah can you talk about how you do yeah that? yeah I mean definitely I also have those feelings that sometimes it's just too much or like there is so much beautiful stuff like who even like like first of all I often feel when I look at other people's art I often feel that I'm never gonna be as good as a lot of these people who are really good so sometimes I feel like, why do I even try? Because like, I'm going to be better than what I am now, but I'm just never going to be as good as these amazing people. Mm -hmm. Which I mean, yeah, I mean, I know it doesn't matter. And like, I don't even strive to be the best of the best. Like, yeah. I don't care if I'm as good as like the most famous illustrator. Like, actually, like, I don't need to be a champion of all the <laughs> illustrators. <laughs> I just want to make something that's, pretty and like somebody wants to buy that's actually enough for me so i don't even know yeah. like but sometimes those feelings still come maybe because like yeah when you see a lot of like 
when somebody's work is so good it overwhelms you yeah sometimes mm-hmm. it like makes you feel bad about yourself but yeah then i just remind myself that actually that's never been my goal in life to be yeah like, i don't know to win awards or <laughs> or whatever yeah but then also yeah i try to like when i look at other people's art i try to kind of um yeah like to gain maybe some ideas from it rather than insecurities Mm. like kind of like uh well i did want to actually also say that i like that whenever i see something that people can do that i feel like i can't do i try to actually concentrate on people who also do something similar to what i do and are like successful at it yeah, like yeah, yeah. Somebody who only draws on, I don't know, white background or somebody who yes, only exactly. uses two colors or like, you know. And then I'm like, okay, this person does this thing and their art is amazing and they have clients and they have a following and it's fine. It worked out for them. So, you know. Yes, that was what I was trying to express also. <laughs> yes, yes. That is a really good. <laughs> good advice but yeah also when i when i see someone's art and it's like so good it like it makes me feel bad about myself i try to actually think like why do i think it's good and like what kind of ideas i could like what kind of ideas or aspects they have in their art that i could also implement that i could use in my art because if i feel like my art is lacking something then like i try to use other people's art as ideas of what my art is lacking like not copy things that they do but kind of like you know yeah i'm like (laughs) trying to think of an example but it doesn't come to me but like you know like (laughs) yeah i don't know their colors are so lively or so calm what makes their color so calm that mine are like not calm enough or whatever like uh, those kind of more like general aspects of like Mm -hmm. trying to like deconstruct other people's art or then i try to just take time and like okay this has nothing to do with me i'm just looking at other people's thing and i want to feel good for them for being so like not everything has to be about me also which like mm. it also annoys me that like sometimes our brain doesn't let us enjoy what others have done without relating it back to ourselves. Yeah. Like that's how so about true. I just feel good for this person that they're so amazing that they've done this or like for all these people that they're so amazing. Like why do I always have to think about their art in context with like me? <laughs> that's yes. like so why our brains are so self-centric. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's so true. <laughs> yeah, but also like editing my feed every now and then is like also a big thing for me. I sometimes like every now and then I go through people I follow and then I unfollow people mm. who like don't inspire me anymore or just like I'm not enjoying what like th- not necessarily like are bad or post something bad, but just kind of like their wh- whatever their content is is not currently contributing to what I want to get out of my social media feed. And yeah. I, I can re-follow them again in the future if I want to see. Or, like, sometimes if there are people who I don't want to unfollow because, like, they're generally nice people and I want to follow them, but currently I don't want to look at their content, I just mute them. Mm, and oh, then, that's very handy yeah. too. Or, like, yeah. I, I mute some people's stories 
but not posts or then I mute some people's posts but not stories like I really really curate also my feed so that it only uh, it only shows me what currently I need to see from my feed yeah that's really smart yeah yeah so I guess those are (laughs) my tips yes (laughs) yeah I'm not yeah I'm not sure I have anything more to contribute. Like you were so elegant in how you <laughs> phrased everything. Yes, thank you. I just agree. <laughs> All right. Well, let us know what you think on our social media or in the comments or yeah, in the comments on social media or on YouTube or DM us or whatever. We really want to hear what you think about this topic. And now let's go to the question of the week. Which is also related to our topic today. (laughs) Yes, I have it right here. So, new flanged... I'm not sure how to pronounce (laughs) your name. I'm sorry. New flanged or new flanged? Anyway, uh, they sent us a question. How addicted are you to watching videos about art supplies on YouTube? (laughs) This is such a cute question. Yes. Yeah, so we've been like concentrating on Instagram but haven't even mentioned YouTube. Do, yeah. Well, I did mention it, but I didn't yes. really go. go yes. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, YouTube is like maybe even bigger or no, not bigger, but it it's definitely like a big part of my inspiration seeking to like creating art, but maybe, you know, we can make another episode <laughs> talking about that, I think. Uh but yeah, I mean I have to admit that I haven't watched like art supply videos in a really long time. (laughs) I think because I've been like very, I've been trying very consciously to not purchase new art supplies, but there was definitely a period of very intense art supply video watching for me, I think like a couple years ago. Oh my God. I mean, I do love them. I love them. (laughs) What about you? Yeah, well, definitely, I also wanted to mention that for me, YouTube is also like a big um, inspiration and information uh, resource. I watch a lot of videos Mm. on like all kinds of different genres right now because of the move. I'm like deep into the DIY home stuff, (laughs) interior decoration. Um, Wow side of YouTube I'm like watching that all the time anyways about so yeah generally I'm very addicted to YouTube but art supplies videos uh also like yeah not those that much I I've never really been into those I think and like hauls in general I don't really like Mm. but art YouTube I really like I really like studio vlogs those are like even though I find like some of them are very repetitive, which is like understandable, like people just show their work and they do kind of the same thing over and over again. But I still watch them all the time. And I love when they're like 30, 40 minutes long, because then I'll just put yes. it and I'll work together with this person. And I feel like like it's nice when you when you work at home on your own, when you have this other person working in their home or studio on their own. And it's kind of like you're sharing an office. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love those too. <laughs> yeah. So I would think say like art supplies videos, not very addicted. Studio vlogs, very addicted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, I definitely... I also prefer, like, studio vlogs. And... Yeah, I mean, I think at some point maybe I was more into hauls, but I do like when people test, like, a certain art supply, and then they draw, like, with that, and they kind of comment on how it works, maybe compared to, like, another type of watercolor, or, you know, those mm -hmm. I really enjoy, and I mean, they're also, like, educational, but sometimes it's also just, I don't know, it's just really cool and nice <laughs> to watch. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think I'm also more of a studio vlog kind of person. <laughs> Also, maybe, yeah, I think a big part of it is that I don't really want to buy new stuff unless I feel like, you know, I am lacking and I haven't felt like I'm lacking in my art supplies for a for a long time now, so. Yeah, yeah. same. <laughs> yeah, Procreate has killed my addiction to buy art supplies. That is so true. That's exactly it. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for today's episode, then. Thank you so much for listening. Yes, thank you for joining yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please share or keep sharing our podcast with your friends and with your followers. And, you know, on social media. <laughs> yes, like our videos on YouTube, like our posts. <laughs> yeah. And thanks for all of your participation so far. You're so nice to us and we love you. Yes, we do. We love you. <laughs> all right. Talk to you next week. Yes, see you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Drawing Club podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at drawingclubpodcast or email us at drawingclubpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me, Mia, on Instagram at mia.minerva and on YouTube as Mia Minerva. Sasha, where can we find you? I'm on Instagram at Sasha underscore Kretova. This podcast was created by us, Mia Minerva and Sasha Kretova. Olli Arni created the theme song and assisted with the recording and Dmitri Zerbin took care of audio mastering. Welcome to the club, friends.